That's what step one of learning a tune is all about. You got to get those rhythms, people. Don't skip this step. And you don't just got to get the rhythms. You have to get the rhythms so that they're absolutely unconscious. The rhythms have to be unconsciously competent. Follow me? They have to be unconsciously competent. So like there's four stages of learning. Unconscious incompetence is the first step. That means you don't know that you're bad, okay? That's phase one of learning. You don't know that you're bad. Or maybe you don't know that there's something there that you should become good at, right? And then phase two of the learning process is you become conscious that you're bad. It's an important step, you know? Like, don't worry about it. The good news about being, becoming aware that you're bad is that you're already at phase two of the learning process, right? And then uh, phase three is, if you think really hard about it, you can now play good. Grammatical error intended, right? So, so phase three of the learning process is teaching yourself such that if you work really hard at it and think really strongly about it, you can do good. And then the final stage of the learning process is you've done good so consistently for a long enough period of time that now you can do good without having to think about it or focus on it. Do the four stages of the learning process make sense to you? And it's kind of worth thinking about, right? You shouldn't move on from phase one of learning your tune, which is rhythm. You shouldn't move on until you find that you're not even really thinking about this to make it happen. So, so just to put Herb on the spot again, Herb, can you play this third part right now rhythmically correctly without having to think about it? No, right? Which is cool. Uh, it sounds like you're definitely aware you have an issue, which is part two. And then maybe, you know, now that, how did it go once we drew the arrows on the music and we worked on it a little bit more? Like, maybe you're not great at it yet, but are you sensing some improvement with now that we've done that? Like you're getting closer to being able to do this well if you think and focus really hard on it. Agree? You're getting closer. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you are. Better, yes. There you go. So now you're like almost to stage three of the learning cycle. Now, we really don't want to move on until we can get ourselves to stage four, which is, which is like now I'm like watching Oprah and playing great rhythm at the same time. Now I can focus on Oprah instead of, um, I don't know where the Oprah thing came from, but like, yeah, um, it, it comes from a joke I used to tell a long time ago where like, uh, you should play one tune on your bagpipes before you go watch Oprah. Now my wife's more of an Ellen, she's like new school, new generation, a four o'clock TV spot. So uh, anyway, I digress. So responsible learning means, you know, getting this first layer to unconscious competence mode before we move on to the next layer. Now, we're already running out of time, but I feel like we've been really productive so far today, so I'm gonna keep going. Once you can do the rhythm with unconscious competence, what is the next stage of the tune learning process? Herbie, don't practice it over and over. Focus on the tune building process 
and focus on getting it right. You know, remember if we, if we repeat something over and over, that's not quite right. That's really dangerous. So just focus on really solid building. So what's the next step? Graham says, sing the melody. And then he makes a mistake and says, with the reference recording. Now we can absolutely use the reference recording to pick up on how the melody should go. And you should absolutely do that. It doesn't have to be a reference recording either. You could ask somebody to play it for you, right? You could ask somebody to play it for you. You could use a recording that somebody made for you. You could go on YouTube and listen to someone playing it that you really love. That's the way I learned, well, certainly when I was a kid, that's the way I learned all my tunes is I had uh, cassette tapes and I just listened to it over and over again so I could get uh, the melody to the point where I could sing it. Sometimes I did it without even having sheet music. Think about that for a second, right? Sometimes you can do it even without sheet music. It takes a little bit longer maybe, okay? But the next thing is we need to be able to sing it. And I know what a lot of you are thinking. A lot of you are thinking, ugh, singing, ugh, ew, what the heck? I don't want to do this. I just want to learn bagpipes the normal way. But the thing is, the way you learn bagpipes the normal way, you know, the way Jack Lee, Stuart Little, and name any famous piper that you like. The way any of them learn tunes is to sing it first and be able to sing it first. Now, here's the thing. If you hand me a sheet of music, I can look at it. I can instantly sight read it and play it from beginning to end. Probably, almost definitely better than you. That's why you're here learning from me, right? It's not, I'm not being cocky. I'm just stating facts, right? I can sight read it from beginning to end to a really high level, but just be aware. I'm not doing that to learn the tune. I'm doing that to hear the tune so I can learn how the tune goes because I need to learn how the tune goes so I can learn to sing it and ingrain it in, in my mind and, and my soul kind of to be cheesy, right? I need to ingrain that. I need it so that it becomes my own idea, right? So I need to be able to sing this tune if I'm going to learn it, period. End of story. Everybody has to do it. Roger, it's not old school. It's what everybody does to learn. To Anybody who's successfully learning tunes is singing them. Okay? Very important. So how are we going to do this? Well, we can just sing it from beginning to end, but instead it might be smarter to build it up in the tune building style. Okay? So... Uh, now we can use our recording to get the tune of it. And in a second here, once I get my metronome going, we'll do that. Here's a reminder of how it should go. Okay, sing that with me. Ready? And go. Okay. Now notice, I sang that very legato. And again, a tip would be, to try to avoid that. It's hard though, right? But let's try that just for kicks. Ready? And go. D. A da dum. Bum. 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 Okay, ready? And go. D. A da dum. Bum. 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 Now that's for starters, right? Now the way I really end up singing this is going to be like this. D. A da da dum. Bum. Uh, right? Because what I'm doing there, once I get the basics down, what I'm doing there is I'm singing it like, I'm singing it in a way that is meaningful to me. I'm singing it the way that I'm feeling it. 
okay? I'm singing it in a way that, that flows and that jives and that feels good, right? That's the gold. That's the gold in this part of the process is we're actually taking this music and we're filtering it through our own artistic desires. And what comes out the other end is our own unique idea. And then now we've gone from just copying some tune that someone wrote, and just copying it and trying to make a, a photocopy of it that we can play. We've changed it into something much more meaningful at this. We've changed the tune from just being a carbon copy of something to actually being our own idea. It's our own rendition. Okay. It's like when, it's like when uh, the, a different play company performs Hamlet. Each version of Hamlet uses more or less the same script, but a, a great rendition of Hamlet is when they are able to put their own touch on the play. And you're like, wow, they just nailed it. And it might not even be what you would have done. It's just that they're doing it in their own voice, right? That, that, that's what's so important about the singing stage of learning a tune. It's way more important than the embellishment stage, no, which you know, on the grand scheme of things, nobody really cares about embellishments that much, but they do really care. And, and you will feel a lot greater connection to your music if you're actually doing this stage, the singing stage, and getting the juice out of the tune the way that you want. Roger said, didn't they used to just sing the tunes to students? Yes, that's true. That, and, and if that's what you mean by old school, yeah, historically, that's true. We didn't start writing down bagpipe music until... Uh, the early to mid 1800s and and then it was primitive at best so so we've only been writing down tunes for about two. what's interesting about writing tunes down is we now have access to a lot more tunes but that's not always the best is it better to play a million tune like you know xeroxes of a million tunes or really really thoughtful artistic music you know making thoughtful artistic music you know a select handful. That's up to you. I, I think it's different for different people. Some people just love learning tunes and lots of tunes. Other people are going to take a smaller chunk and really make the most out. Let's pretend we did the whole tune building process here. Let's just sing the whole, in the interest of time, we're just going to sing the whole third part. Now, sing it the way you want to hear it. Like, and you know, you don't have to get it perfect the first time. Sing it a whole bunch. Okay, and, and think to yourself, like, where's, where's the music here? And don't worry, what's cool about online learning is no one can hear you sing it right now, so just go for it. Ready? And go. Don't forget to like go back into the part because sometimes those pickup notes like have tons and tons of music in it. Everybody kind of getting my vibe here. You know, one of the things that the dojo is often criticized for is that we're just turning students into little bagpipe robots. This is how you play an embellishment. Bing, bing, bing. And like, or ALAP ASAP, just do this every time you see a dot cut. Or turn on that metronome and just hit that metronome accurately all the time. 
But those are pieces of a much larger, much more important puzzle. You understand? Those things that we're teaching you to do, and, and it's true, I think a true element of the criticism is maybe we don't talk about like the bigger picture enough, so maybe we can work on that. Okay, but these things, rhythmic accuracy, getting rid of crossing noises, playing perfect grace notes, understanding ALAP ASAP, these are tools that we use to be able to uh, actually paint that picture in our mind and in our souls uh, that, that we need to have with each and every piece of music that we play. Everybody understand? Maybe I accidentally uncovered uh, the big picture for you here today in my endless blab blubbering. But I think it makes it easier to do the work as well. Okay? So here, Andrew's, Andrew's telling me I need to do this long-winded process to properly learn a tune. Ugh. But then I think if you can connect it to this, right? What are we really trying to do? We're not trying to learn how to play uh, E's and D's and dots and cuts and doublings and D throws. That's not what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to manifest a beautiful idea that we have inside. We're trying to manifest that into the real world. That's called creation. That's called creativity. If you do it well, it's called artistry. And that's what we're really trying to do. Um, I think the way we learn bagpipes so often, I think the way that we learn it is so anti-artistic. Oh, you got to hold that note. Whoa, 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 that doubling's really crushed. Nope, cut that more, but not too much. See what's on the beat? Don't cut it too much. Blow steady, right? No, 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 high A's flat. No, 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 C's flat. No, not sharp. No, see, like, no, you got to blow that low A solid at the end of the part. No, no, do that. No, faster, faster, faster. Got to do it faster. Oh, no, you made a note mistake. Too bad, maybe next time, right? That's really bad, but that represents 95% of the bagpipe learning process. Ken is teasing me, right? Uh, if anything, the dojo is like the one bagpipe school I know of. Well, maybe, uh, uh, you know, I, I really believe Invermark is such a great school in that way. It's like, or Donald's teaching method is so great in that way. Uh, it's, it's one of the few bagpipe teaching methodologies I know of that doesn't ask you to drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, feel free to ask questions and we can work through this stuff together. No, there's no Kool-Aid, right? The difference between a cult and like a strong, vibrant community or team uh, is that like on a vibrant, in a vibrant community and team, you're like encouraged to ask questions and to participate in the process of figuring out how this all. I crushed it. To, I mean, it started slow, uh, built to a mighty conclusion, you know, like, uh, like the Godfather. Uh, Brian agrees with Janet. I bet you don't have nutter butter peanut butter cookies either. I do not because uh, my daughter is severely allergic to peanuts. Yeah. I just want to end today's class by saying, hold that no longer. No, 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 wait. Now cut that note. Nope. You cut it too much there. Now you got to go a little softer there. Yep. Cut it like just like that. Okay. Now, now play that longer. And then remember strong, weak, medium, weak. You know what I mean? Strong, weak, medium, weak. And then blow that pipe steady. No, no, no. You're too flat. No, no, no. You're too sharp. No, no, no. no. Your drones are out. No, no. Drones are out. Drones are out. Can't no. Drones are out. No, no. Hold that note more. No, 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 no. That's not how, that's not how it's supposed to be played. If you don't play the E-doubling there, you're not a piper. Hmm, problematic, right? Problematic, but like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun to feel like you're in the club, right? I think that's the, that's what's cool about that process is like once you've done it for a while, you kind of feel like you're in the club. But for me, it has an expiration date. It can only be interesting for so long before you have to ask yourself, like, what have I made here? 
I like to think about uh, woodworking. John Holcomb's a friend of a lot of ours, right? And he's got this big woodworking studio. But like, imagine if you had a big, expensive woodworking studio and like all you could make was bedposts because that's all your teacher was willing to show you how to make. You, you invest all this time and money and energy, but like make sure you only make bedposts. And then maybe you decide to put a little, your own spin on a bedpost one time and your instructor's like, whoa, 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 that doesn't work. That's not going to win a bedpost competition. You know, it doesn't work, right? Piping, and piping shouldn't be that way either. So make sure, you know, this is a great, great thing for this week, right? Piping Hot Summer Drummer's going on online. Going to go there. You're going to work with a lot of great instructors. But, you know, put them through the litmus test. Make sure, uh, make sure you're able to see how how what they're teaching you can benefit your own voice. And if it doesn't, you're, you need to translate. You need to translate this information into stuff that helps you. Okay. There it is, folks. Hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo. And I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening. Thank you.